Chapter 46 Shaken Big-haired white lady? Nix willed the boys to continue the discussion, but the dialogue ended in a jumble of taunts and jeers. Another shout came from outside. Something about five minutes and reckless girls. In an instant, she stood next to Jordan. Amy sat systematically de-needling a pine branch. I'm here, Nick said, but I have to go back before they get too far off subject. She noticed her soul, or spirit body, felt tired, as if holding all the heat inside was wearing on her. What would happen if she never released it? Jordan's expression brightened and then turned to confusion. Patience, Nix rumbled. With unthinkable speed, she returned to the boy on the bed and rumbled with her hands on either side of his head. Who? But the kids were still too keyed up from the indoor ice storm, and a couple were still taunting Felix, who lay on the floor pretending to be asleep. Nick spent a few minutes reassuring everyone they were safe in order to get them back on topic. But rather than give more details about the crazy white lady, Goatee Boy started telling an explicit story about his summer crush. Stupid teenage boys. Stop! Nix rumbled, even deeper than normal. Goatee Boy stopped. And did she? Robbie asked with a grin. Goatee Boy blinked. What was I saying? Nix beat Robbie to the punch. Winkle! What was the name of that teacher we took out? Goatee Boy asked. My sister's in her government class, Chris said. Mrs. Blinky or something. Nick stared at Chris, but couldn't think who his sister might be. But at least Nick's had confirmation. These were the monsters that assaulted her favorite teacher. You're all horrible people, Nick said loudly to the group. Hopefully that would inspire a bit of self-loathing. Now it's time for you to get out. She rumbled to each of the kids in turn to leave, but evidently they were all too comfortable in their delinquency. Robbie drew dirty pictures in the window frost, while a boy on a dresser mocked Felix's fake snores. If paranormal weather didn't scare them off, she'd have to up her game. She tried to clap her hands and fart out some haunting, but once again Belly's technique eluded her. Oh well, at least she still had her own poltergeist skills. And at the moment, she even held some stored friction. As carefully as if it had been a bubble, Nix picked up the Zippo lighter from the floor. It was a foot into the air and rising, when one of the boys swore and pointed. More shouts and profanity followed. When Nix had lifted the lighter to the exact center of the room, she used her other hand to carefully open the top. A flame ignited. Felix crawled out of the room sobbing. The girl's face had gone white. Several pairs of eyes watched the floating silver rectangle, as if it were a motion-triggered explosive. The flame had already been set to max by the pyromaniacs, so it provided plenty of light. As soon as Nix began to rub her limbs together, she felt the warmth of the lighter flow toward her. Technically, she didn't need any more energy, but the process was virtually effortless and kind of addicting. It was a powerful feeling to destroy a fire from the inside out, except that unlike the fire on Felix's pants, the lighter was receiving a steady stream of fuel. Rather than wink out, the orange flames switched direction and flowed down the sides of the lighter, toward Nix's hand. It looked like molten candle wax, dripping to the floor. Soothing warmth continued to infuse her arm, joining the reserve in her core. Fog gathered around her. The lighter grew more solid in her fingers, although the act of holding it drew a little of her power. The burning inside her didn't seem to diminish at all. 
She was going to have to get a little more dramatic if she was going to use up all that friction. Nyx tossed the lighter toward a dresser where it cracked a large, expensive-looking mirror. Whoops. Before the kid's screams died, Nyx carefully grabbed the goatee boy's shoe. Her instincts were correct. As long as she didn't pass through the leather and try to enter his foot, she could avoid the nasty electrocution. Once Nyx had made sure the shoe felt totally solid in her hands, she reached deep into the store of heat and pulled. The boy slid off the bed and landed on the floor. Then, beautiful chaos. People got stepped on. One kid broke his finger on a doorknob. The girl somehow ended up with a bloody lip. Within a few seconds, Nyx stood alone in the room, her heat fully expended. Shouts and screams echoed from the hallway, then from the windows as the kids fled into the backyard and piled into the convertible. Nyx passed through the wall and watched them drive off. From behind the tree line, Jordan chanted something. Was he praying? She should probably go back in. Any longer in the afterlife, and she'd risk coming back as a vegetable. It always seemed like such a low priority when she was flitting around in her hot body. She reached Jordan in a split second, but before she could dive back in, a woman with dark hair walked around the corner of the house. Mrs. Padilla? No, a different woman, shorter and with almond-shaped eyes. The woman watched the car speed off, then disappeared toward the front. Great. Nix had finally gotten rid of the criminals, and now someone else was snooping. Who was this lady? Had she heard all the screaming and come to investigate? If anyone else lived around here, Nix hadn't heard about it. Maybe she was Felix's wife. Felix, he must still be in the house. Time to be mortal again. Nix located the strongest point of the magnetic pole and jump-started her heart like yanking a rope thing on a lawnmower. Re-entering her body was getting easier every time. Agony consumed her. She'd forgotten about the pain. Why had she returned to her sack of organs? Nothing was worth this suffering. Then, it was gone, replaced by the everyday aching of each fiber, nerve, and cell in her body. While the dull pain wasn't severe, one millionth of her pain upon entering, it was uncomfortable enough to make her wish she was still flying around. Once the usual disorientation was over and she'd recalled most everything that had happened, Jordan helped her sit up. How long was I asleep? Just over four minutes. What? But you... I started shouting at 2.30 because I knew you were going to push the limits like you always do. Nix glanced at Amy, who was trying to climb a tree. You need to go check on Felix. He's inside and injured. Who's Felix? Remember the guy I told you about? I helped him buy a taco bowl. What's he? Just go. Jordan stood. Stay here, Amy. When are we going to do something illegal? You're trespassing on private property. Congrats, you're a criminal. Amy grinned and beat the bark off a tree with a stick. Jordan returned a few minutes later. I didn't see anyone. It smells weird in there, though. Like someone was roasting stuffed animals over a campfire. Amy's eyes lit up. I want to do that. Sure, Jordan said. Soon as we get home. He helped Nick sit up. Felix must have gone out the front. Maybe he wasn't as burned as I thought. Jordan came in closer. So are you going to tell me what you dreamed about? Did you see any red-headed ghosts? Nix told him everything she could remember about the boys abusing Felix and what they'd said about Ms. Winkle's assault. Nix left out the best parts, freezing the room, pulling the kid off the bed, and making the lighter float. They'd have to discuss the magic when Amy wasn't listening. Nix did, however, mention the lady she'd seen wandering around outside. When she'd recovered somewhat from her trip to the afterlife, 
She shuffled around the house one way while Jordan and Amy took the opposite direction. Nix was so sore and weak she'd barely made it a quarter of the way across the backyard before the other two had made the complete circuit and met up with her again. Anything? Nix asked. No suspicious ladies, Jordan said. You think she could have been with the hoodlums? I don't know, Nix replied as they walked back up the stairs. She might be one of their mothers. Well, I hope someone gets a good paddling when they get home. The punk kids hadn't bothered to close the door on their way out. Nix and Jordan let Amy enter first, since she was the most excited about breaking the law. Nix brought up the rear. Don't worry, Nix whispered to Jordan. As soon as we give the police their names, they're all going to get more than a paddling. You know their names? Nix steered Amy away from the glass on the floor. I'll recognize the kids when I see them. And anyway, your dad will probably be able to figure out who they are from your perfect descriptions. Walking into the house was a completely different experience now that she was lugging her body around. She felt the wood floor give under her weight. She smelled dead mice and old wood. Did that mean she couldn't smell as a ghost? Presumably, she would not be able to taste either. Small prices to pay for being an attractive flying superhero. They walked past the hall and into the large front room, where dust swirled through shafts of light. It really was a beautiful house. That's not something you notice while running around in the dark looking for hidden mirror messages. I'm not sure my descriptions would be much help, Jordan said. I was hiding behind a tree the whole time, remember? The only one I saw was the driver, and that was from a distance. And anyway, I wasn't planning to tell my dad I'd snuck out again. They spent an hour searching the house for shoes. They checked under beds and behind furniture. But in the end, they didn't find so much as a slipper. Nix discovered that what she'd thought were clothes in the closets were actually sheets, towels, and empty garment bags. Jordan slid under a bed to retrieve what turned out to be an empty can of pork and beans. Well, this was a waste of a Saturday. He brushed the dust off his pants. I guess it was pretty dumb of us to expect his clothes to be here, Nick said. Still, I thought we might find some clue about where Quincy is. The police would have found something like that years ago. Amy's wine chant drifted in from the front room. She had spent most of the time banging on the out-of-tune grand piano and complaining about how being a criminal was boring. Nix was starting to wish they'd forced her on the neighbors. Nix followed Jordan into the main room. Time to go, Amy. Amy jumped up. Finally! This organ thing is lame! A whole bunch of keys don't even work! Nix trudged toward the back door. So that was it. The search was officially over. Amazing that a house could be so big and not contain a single clue. But then they hadn't looked downstairs yet. Abruptly, Nix remembered her perfume. It had probably fallen out when those kids had carried her up the stairs. Would it still be there? Hey, let's go downstairs, Nix said. Maybe we can find my... Why is your sister smelling that can of beans? I'm hungry, Amy said. Think there's anything edible in the fridge? Jordan scoffed. If so, it won't be edible. But on the way to the kitchen to satisfy their curiosity, they heard a car approach. Jordan peeked out the front window and immediately hit the floor. Crap, 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 crap! Who is it? Amy asked. Nix peeked through the blinds. A patrol car pulled to a stop in the circular driveway. Wait, why are they here? That lady must have called them, Jordan said, his voice higher than normal. Amy looked out front. Hey, it's Daddy! Jordan crawled away from the window. Let's slip out the back! Nix grabbed Amy and ran for the rear door, but
but stopped halfway. What if the police came around back first? There was no way Nix could make it across the lawn and into the trees before Sergeant Frost turned the corner. Nix scanned the room. We should hide. The garbled static of a police radio came from outside, followed by car doors slamming, then someone shouting. What's happening out there? Jordan asked. Amy ran back to the front window. There's a guy in the porch with a pole thingy. Dad's yelling at him. When Nix made it to the window, her panic doubled. Felix stood on the front steps, holding a metal fence post like a baseball bat. Crotty stood behind the cruiser, gun pointed at Felix. Sergeant Frost held two palms toward Felix and slowly approached the house. Put it down, Felix. We're not going to hurt you. We just need to look in the house. Felix shook his head. You can't come in. Jordan and Nix looked at each other. Sergeant Frost put his hand out to grab the pole. Felix swung it and nearly caught Sergeant Frost in the face. A shot rang out and the glass window in the front door shattered. Amy put her hands on her ears and started to cry. Jordan pulled Amy into the hallway and held her. Nix moved to the farthest window in case another stray bullet came their way. It's haunted, Felix shouted. You can't come in. Go away. Sergeant Frost pointed at Crotty. Mike, holster that piece and get back in the car. Someone in the back seat of the cruiser banged on the window. Felix, Sergeant Frost said once they were alone, if you're talking about that stuff on the news, that was the Hainsworths, not this house. I'm sure if you... Felix screamed, No! Nix had to get out before someone died. Stay here, she whispered to Jordan. I'll say I came up by myself. Or would it be better to go out as a ghost and convince Felix to put down the pole? No, this was definitely a time she needed the ability to speak out loud. Since she didn't want Felix to smash her face as soon as she opened the door, Nix knocked. The voices in the front yard fell silent. Nix knocked again, louder. Felix opened the door. Hi, Felix, Nix said before he decided she was a ghost that needed busting. Remember me, Rachel, but my friends call me Nix? Felix's face split into a wide grin. He dropped the pole and gave Nix a bear hug. Okay, that was my back cracking. You can put me down now. He dropped her and Nix waved sheepishly at the police officers. Nix, said Sergeant Frost. Please tell me Jordan isn't with you. Nix swallowed, ready to lie, then noticed the three bikes peeking out of the front bushes. Sergeant Frost followed her line of sight and swore. Officer Crotty got out and opened the back car door. A furious Donald Dipple jumped out and sprinted toward Nix. The thief, he screamed. I should have known you'd be back for. He only made it up two stairs before Felix punched him in the face.